the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The supply is never ending. Okay, well, we had a little little uh, music that the orchestra uh, got messed up a little bit there. Fire them. Anyway, uh, the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade uh, really opened up the floodgates, the stupidity uh, uh, floodgates, and the hypocrisy floodgates. And it's made it hard to find just, uh, I guess it's hard to pick just one winner a week. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yeah, listen to what stupid people like Senator Betty Warren of Massachusetts are forced to say about people who are trying to help a woman dealing with an unplanned or unwanted pregnancy. Of course, she doesn't say woman. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. A pregnant person, of course. That would be, I guess, the same thing as a, you know, woman. But um, that's torture. Asking her to come in and maybe talk about it a little bit, maybe look at the alternative to abortion, find out exactly what abortion actually is, because I think there are probably women who, who don't understand what, what actually is happening to the person living inside them. Anyway, pregnant person. And so for her stance against those evil people trying to help pregnant persons who may not want to be pregnant and trying to save babies' lives, Betty Warren is the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And when we come back, we're going to have lots of jerks to talk about. Uh, Professor of Communications Jeffrey McCall will be here to talk about the media. And there's a lot of stupidity from supposedly smart people left over for our second half hour, too. So stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding, 
Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Inflation is soaring. Prices are going up everywhere except Legacy Box. That's right. When our number people wanted us to raise prices, we said heck no. That's un-American. When times get tough, Legacy Box stands strong. Introducing the Legacy Box Inflation Busters Sale. Not $15 a tape, not $12, 9 Yes, just $9 a videotape. We're in a race to save your family's recorded past from the risk of fires, natural disasters, and the decay of time. Don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes, film reels, and fade your photos. Legacy Box saves your memories by professionally converting all your analog formats to digital on thumb drive or the cloud. And it's all done here in the USA. Legacy Box is simple and safe with over a million satisfied customers. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Every couple of weeks, uh, we like to take a look at how the media are covering what's happening in politics and around the world. And the guy we do it with is Jeffrey McCall. He's professor of communications at DePaul University, also a media critic for The Hill. And he joins us now. Jeff, good to have you back on again. Thanks very much, John. So um, let's start with the coverage of the uh, alleged, I, I, I guess uh, I can still use the word alleged, I don't know. Anyway, the, the coverage of the rape or alleged rape of a 10-year-old girl in Ohio who we're told had to go to Indiana for an abortion. Uh, this, uh, do you think that there was uh, honest coverage of that from the media? Well, this would be a really hard story to try to cover, and frankly, uh, I, I'm, I, I wonder sometimes about using an anecdote of one unfortunate individual's situation to try to make bigger points. And I think that was the case here in the media's coverage, is there was not as much concern for this individual 10-year-old child uh, as it was with what can we do to make hay with the broader discussion of abortion rights and abortion access and that sort of thing. Because I think that story needs to be discussed and you know analyzed but I'm not sure you exploit the unfortunate circumstances on one particular person to try to make that case. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we should sweep that under the rug, but I'm also saying that we maybe have exaggerated that situation. And maybe there, there are any number of situations that are, that involve minors as well that should be brought into the discussion, but I'm not sure we need to make too big of a deal about it. And part of the problem was now, Early on, there was some confusion as to how accurate the story was, and then there was some you know, effort to try to clarify. And it strikes me that maybe people, and, and you know, by the way, people trying to make hay on both sides of the abortion issue have, have been engaged in the dialogue and the discussion and the reporting of this. So, I mean, there are probably no clean hands in any of this situation because it's just a sad situation to start with. But I think that a lot of people were trying to report 
uh, information before they had necessarily all the facts uh, in hand and before they had provided proper context. So this was kind of a case of media sensationalism and jumping the gun and probably uh, insufficient sourcing uh, initially as well because, you know, we didn't have all the details. And, in fact, it's very hard to get details on any kind of legal matter that involves minors in the first place. So the reporting on this problem, I mean, I'm not saying we should cover this up or sweep it under the rug, but I am saying that reporting needs to be very cautious here and deliberate and professional when it goes on. Excuse me. And there there might have been some wishful thinking journalism, as I like to call it, going on there. Um, They were a little bit too eager to jump all over this. Um, And I guess the people who did um, do that, they got a break this time because it turned out it appears to be true. But more often than not, the wishful thinking journalism will get them uh, in trouble. Yeah, and the wishful thinking journalism uh, happens across the board. It's not right. just on this particular topic. It happens a lot because people want to make, you know, ideological statements or, you know, push, you know, dogmatisms of their own or whatever and to kind of get out there what they hope's going to happen. Now, um, I think we now know that this was a real situation, but my question is, did the people reporting this at the time have all that detail and could they confirm it initially? Because my understanding is that when this story first broke, it was with one source. And I think that that's always dangerous when you've got such a controversial story that you know is going to be sensational if you're moving ahead with only one source. And I think with this story, uh, Jeff, what what struck me is that while they were debating, first they were debating whether it happened at, at all. Well, first they reported that it happened, then they were debating whether it was a legitimate report. And all during that time, the focus was on this poor girl. Uh, obviously, she's a victim, a victim of a hideous uh, crime. But there was there was no outrage or no mention or, or no um, there just wasn't any discussion about where's the guy who did this? Find him. Where is he? Who is this? Who raped and impregnated a ten year old girl? Where is this guy? Uh, and yeah. and he didn't show up. As uh, anywhere until the media made a story out of it. Well, that needs to be part of the story. I mean, that's part of the context is how did this happen? And then interestingly, of course, now that uh, the alleged perpetrator is here illegally, that that little detail has been missing from a good deal of the coverage that I've seen in the last several days. And that probably needs to be part of it as well. And, you know, on a macro sense, you know, I, I was talking before, like, I'm not sure you explode, exploit one anecdote to make big right. issues. But I think on a macro sense, I think our culture and the journalism industry could help lead this discussion. I think part of the discussion needs to be, you know, w- what are the incidence rates of abuse of young people? And uh, what is the problem here that we have in a culture where this kind of behavior is okay. I mean, I'm not saying that human frailty hasn't always been the case through human history, but I am saying that, you know, our our cultural standards, our cultural expectations have declined a lot over the years, and I think the media actually has contributed to normalizing some pretty uh, atrocious behavior, and I think we should be looking at the foundational principles in which a 10-year-old girl could have this done to her, and that... When it happens, the outrage is whether or not she should have an abortion rather than kind of like, what kind of society are we creating here where this kind of thing happens? And are, and do we have predators circulating in society? And certainly we do. And, you know, the National Center for Sexual Exploitation in New York City has, has worked very hard to try to get the word out that we have created a culture with a lot of sexual perpetrators out there. And it seems to me that as a society, maybe we need to take that whole issue more seriously and that, you know, whether or not these children get abortions, and, and you know, I'll leave that open for people to discuss on their own, um, is part of that story. But the story begins with a cultural collapse that is kind of happening around us and been normalized, you know, through all kinds of uh, CD entertainment and Netflix programming that exploits kids and normalizes kids as sexual objects and that sort of thing. So, I mean, there, there are much bigger issues here that maybe can't be handled in this particular story, but I do think that at some point 
the media world should try to have a reckoning with, you know, not just the spot news sensational stories about one unfortunate young lady from Ohio, but kind of like what has our society created? Yeah, and and a, a part of the abortion story that isn't uh, focused on enough by the media, I think, is um, how how often the uh, abortion is uh, is um, performed on a on a minor, and the word has never gotten out uh, about who who is the person who impregnated this girl, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's supposed that the and there are stories, lots of stories about abortion providers who cover it up. Uh, who it is that made this this young girl pregnant, and that the media should be all over that too. Yeah, I would think you know the media's broader purpose is to help you know protect the defenseless, and the, these kinds of victims are absolutely defenseless. And I think this is a story that could well be told on a broader sense, and. You know, it kind of just kind of highlights kind of the cultural collapse we have as a society. Uh, but we're, we're never going to be able to address these issues sensibly as a society unless they're exposed more. And I think that you're absolutely right. Uh, these kinds of situations always come up, and there's not, an, uh, not sufficient interest in the causation. Then there's the coverage, uh, and we're talking to uh, Jeff McCall. He's professor of communications at DePaul University, media critic for The Hill. Uh, Jeff, there's the coverage of the record inflation numbers that came out the other day. And as Newsbusters pointed out, the networks seem to be okay with reporting that 9.41 is the highest rate in 40 years. But they don't seem to want to talk about Joe Biden's role in it. They, 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 this is the great thing about Newsbusters. They have someone who has the time and the inclination to do this stuff. They looked at the coverage. There was 23 minutes of coverage of that story of the rate of the record uh, level of inflation, 23 minutes by the networks combined, 85 seconds of those 23 minutes uh, were um, uh, were given to the possibility that Biden has, should uh, take some responsibility for it. 85 seconds. That's that, that's quite shocking, uh, but uh, well, maybe it shouldn't be shocking. I should say it's disappointing, but maybe not shocking. Uh, and you know, I want to say. You know, the Newsbusters uh, operation there that's part of the Media Research Center, I think they do a real good service for the nation because they're tracking these kinds of things and trying to hold the establishment media accountable. And I'm glad they're doing that. But, you know, to get to the topic, uh, you know, inflation is caused by many things. But certainly uh, a key factor in the inflation we've faced as a nation the last, however, 18, 20 months, whatever, uh, a key factor in that is the policies of the administration in office right now. And as the Newsbusters report clearly pointed out, they, the, the establishment media, the, the major networks, were reporting on inflation as though Joe Biden somehow is a bystander or a victim of circumstance in this whole process. And there was no reflection in this reporting about, like, why do we have inflation like this? And are there any connections between what we're seeing in terms of gas prices and food prices and everything else? Is there any connection to the policies of this administration? And the, the uh, again, this is a sense where I think the establishment media is wanting to run cover for the Biden administration and hold them kind of harmless rather than to say, what are their responsibilities for this? Now, again, I know the economy is a complex thing and administrations can only pull so many levers. But it seems to me like somebody at least needs to scrutinize the levers that have been pulled to determine whether they have been a factor. And I don't think there's any question, and I've seen some experts interviewed on various uh, business channels, I don't think there's any question that the levers the Biden administration pulled early on with regard to energy and uh, oil exploration uh, are a factor in inflation. Yep, and uh, the good thing about uh, Newsbusters is that they, they keep score. It's not opinion. They they back it up with numbers, seconds and minutes. I have a few minutes left here with uh, Jeff McCall of DePaul University. I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about this, Jeff. Uh, the, uh, the idea of off the record or on background, I don't know if I've talked to you about this before. Maybe I have, but it's a, it's a big thing with me. Um, 
I, I see little um, um, moments in, uh, or uh, I'll see someone on uh, one of the networks say that uh, that Joe Biden uh, told people this on background, or they'll have a they'll have some kind of a gathering, or one. I guess one of the best examples is when the candidate or the or the or the official is on a a plane. Uh, that's just say a, a, a government plane and call it U.S. as uh, the whatever the President Biden comes back and he speaks to the media who are flying with him and everything he says is off the record. So these reporters, they might hear some pretty amazing things, but they they're not allowed to report it because Joe said this is off the record before he said it. That seems like bad journalism to me. I agree. It, I think it's not only bad. I think it's really terrible journalism and. You know, I worked for several years as a radio news director, and so there were occasions where I'd have a source come to me and say, hey, I want to tell you something off the record. And my response was always, I'm a reporter. It's my job to report news. If you tell me something that I think is newsworthy, I'm going to report it. And so don't tell me something if you think it's literally off the record. Now, I would engage them at some point then to say, now, I'm willing to, you know, to give you an on-background status, which is different than off-the-record. I mean, and that's one thing I think the news industry doesn't make clear enough to news consumers is that they kind of have different levels of attribution. And one level is to say to a source, I'm going to give you background here, or I'm going to report this information and just say it came from a high-ranking administration okay. source. Now, here's or something the thing, like though, that. Jeff. And we're okay with that, but off-the-record is dangerous because... As you said, they might tell you something that's newsworthy, but you've already promised you're not going to use it. Well, I mean, Joe Biden could go back and say, listen, this is off the record, but I can't stand this Kamala Harris. Uh, she, right. <laughs> I, I think she's doing a terrible job. And, you know, before we get into this other discussion we're going to have, just uh, just so you know, I mean, I can't stand this person. Now, and then those reporters don't report that because he said it was off the record. That's just insane to me. And, and that may be a, 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 an exaggeration, but it's, there are things similar to that that happen all the time. I'm sure that happens a lot, and that's why I think reporters should not be too cozy with their sources. And I think when you're that cozy with administration officials especially that are telling you things that they expect you to be quiet about, number one, that's no respect for the role of those news reporters. The role of those news reporters is to represent us as news consumers, not to represent the interest of a source that might be trying to protect their own backside. Uh, so anyway, I think those news reporters who get in those little, you know, closed discussions with uh, administration officials, whether it's the president or anybody else, I think they ought to just say, we're not taking stuff off the record. If you want to talk to us, maybe we'll give you background, but uh, we're not going to take something off the record because if it's newsworthy, we're going to print it. Yeah, and I get this from a, a guy named Charlie Feeney who was the the Pirates beat writer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for a million years. And uh, he was just covering baseball. But he was a, he was a, an old-school, tough reporter. And he would say, but w- as soon as somebody said, this is off the record, he'd say, ah, 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 don't say it. If you say it, I'm reporting it. Nothing's off the record with me. He, yeah. And he, he would not allow anybody to say that to him. Well, I admire that a lot, and, and that, I don't think that's just old school. I think that's professional journalism. Right. So I commend him for that. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm out of time, Jeff, but uh, oh, one real quick thing. i got about a minute left here. Uh, okay. Dr. Fauci's out there selling a new variant. I don't know if you've seen, just in about yeah. 30 or 45 seconds. Should we expect any pushback from the media this time on this, or are they going to be happy to, to fuel the hysteria? I think I know your I th- answer. I think the establishment media still are uh, loyalists to Fauci, and they'll put out there whatever he says. But I think by now the scientific community has a lot of egg on its face, and I would encourage all news consumers to take anything you hear from the the CDC or any place else with a grain of salt. A big one, too. Hey, uh, Jeff, as usual, we'll talk to you in a few weeks, I'm sure. Love to have you on. Thank you very much. Okay. That's Jeff McCall, professor of communications at... DePaul University. You can find his stuff also at The Hill. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden in Saudi Arabia and will take part in a Saturday gathering of leaders from the Gulf Cooperation Council. That includes Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates before returning to Washington. 
Latest word from centrist Democrat Joe Manchin is bad news for Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer. Manchin said late Thursday he'll oppose an economic measure he's been negotiating with Democratic leaders if it includes climate or energy provisions or higher taxes. Manchin has told top Democrat Charles Schumer of New York he'll sign on to a new budget measure only if it's limited to curbing pharmaceutical prices and extending federal subsidies for buying health care coverage. For Democrats, Manchin's position delivers a stunning blow to one of the party's top election year priorities. Bob Agner reporting. The Dow's ahead 599 points, the Nasdaq up 184. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3388. Enjoy. Charlie Kirk sees the media smearing again. Cassidy Hutchinson. She says some things such as Donald Trump tried to hijack the presidential motorcade, otherwise known as the beast. And by the way, just to get an idea of how seriously the activist media took this. It is the entire upper fold of the New York Times. Well, is that true? The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Your spouse has said your marriage is over and they're ready to walk out the door. So where does that leave you? Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife has left you and you think, oh, well, this is it now, it's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. So sign up today. Visit lovestories.com for the free Save My Marriage mini course happening now on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Check out lovestories.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It's a major mess on northbound 79, all jammed up from the turnpike up to approaching 528. That's all because of an accident, and it is a very heavy delay. Want to avoid that if you can. Over to the Parkway West. Looks like pretty normal volume inbound, heavy from Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East delays inbound, Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and through downtown. Outbound 28, slow ride from Route 8 to Delafield Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a shower in spots late. Expect a nighttime low of 63. A shower in spots tomorrow morning. Otherwise, we'll see some sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 81. Patchy clouds for tomorrow night with a low of 65. Humid Sunday with times of sun and clouds. Expect an afternoon thunderstorm of a high of 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. 
It's always good to have Jeff McCall on. He's one of my favorite uh, guests, and uh, you've probably, if you're a regular listener, you've picked up on that. I try to have him on every couple of weeks. He's always good. He's, and he, uh, when I tell him that, I, when I ask him to come on, and I give him an idea of what I'd like to talk about, he comes prepared to talk about it. He does a really good job, and he's what I like about him is that he teaches media, but he also worked in the media. Uh, and that's a very important thing to me that, that there are people out there who are teaching young people. They've actually done it themselves, and that's that's a that's a big thing. But speaking of media, okay, uh, there's NPR. Now I wouldn't watch or listen. I wouldn't watch uh, PBS. Well, I shouldn't say that. There are things that I have watched on it, but the 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 news portion of PBS and NPR. I wouldn't watch if um, I were in solitary confinement for a year and they said, listen, we can let you out a day early, but you have to watch uh, PBS for an hour. I'd say, you know, one more day isn't going to kill me. (laughs) I'm not coming out for that. But anyway, speaking of the media, now there's somebody named Michelle Martin. She works for NPR uh, radio, which... um, that's radio, and if, if you uh, if you do happen to get exposed to that, it's it's really depressing. It, it should be they should have their they should have their uh, studio at Beinhauer's funeral home. That would be a good place. It's just so dull and boring and and arrogant and just just terrible. Anyway, uh, someone named Michelle Martin was interviewing Raphael Warnock, and he's the senator from Georgia who's uh, running for re-election against Herschel Walker in, um, in, in Georgia for Senate. Now, and listen to this guy twist himself into a pretzel trying to explain how, as a Christian, he can support abortion. How do you understand the fact that at this juncture in our history, there are people who, who say they are animated by the same faith? the same love of the same God and the same Savior who say that it is taking them in the direction of wanting to outlaw abortion, perhaps reconsider same-sex marriage. How do you understand that? It's nothing new. There were Christians on both sides of the the struggle around abolition. There were Christians on both sides of the civil rights movement. And um, uh, in this moment, I can only tell you that my faith uh, is for me a bridge uh, it's not a, a cudgel. It's not a, a weapon that I use to weaponize against others. And uh, what informs me is, I, I think, the basic values that are in all the grand uh, religious traditions uh, who in some way or another say, love your neighbor as yourself. And so uh, it is this basic commitment to humanity in all of its variations, in all of its expressions uh, that guides the work that I do. Uh, around reproductive justice, around the dignity of members of the LGBTQ plus community. It is the recognition uh, uh, that Dr. King said, that we are tied in a single garment of destiny, uh, that what happens to one directly affects all indirectly. And so I, I think that's, that's the work and that's the vision that inspires what I do every single day. So, but I guess what I'm trying to understand here is you've made the argument that your work in politics and government is your faith in action, right? It is faith made manifest, okay? So I don't think anybody would argue that Joe Biden, Joe Biden is a deeply moral man. I think that he has tried to live his faith. He's been very open about how he's tried to live his faith throughout his sort of career in public life. How do you understand the fact that, for example, his polling numbers are as low as they are when he's managed to do things that his predecessor long promised and didn't accomplish you see my point? I mean, you're making the case around values, but if the public doesn't understand or agree that your values would be, or at least their lives are getting better, what do you do? Here's what I refuse to do, and that is to make the politics about me. And I really do mean that. Yeah, right. Um, basic humanity, that's, that's, that's what his, uh, his stance on abortion is based on. Um, his commitment to basic human, basic commitment to humanity, I think is what he said, and that was not a a campaign ad. That was actually a journalist, a supposed journalist, interviewing this guy, and she actually said, 
uh, and I don't know what this show is that she does, if it's supposed to be a news show or interview show, I have no idea. But um, this person, Michelle uh, Martin, she um, said, I think everybody would agree <laughs> that Joe Biden is a moral man. Yeah, deeply moral man. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying there isn't somebody out there who thinks that Joe Biden is a deeply moral man, but I'm pretty sure she said, I think everybody would agree. Is that what she said? I mean, you don't, you're on radio and I say stupid things and they're out there. Once they're out there, they're out there in the atmosphere. There's nothing you can do about it. But to say that I think most people would agree that Joe Biden is a deeply, is that what it was, Mike? Deeply moral man. What? Why would everybody agree with that? Again, maybe his wife would agree. Maybe his kids would agree. Hunter might even agree. Uh, but um, to say that most people would agree, that's just, if you're lucky, it's 50-50. That he's, you know, that, and so that eliminates the word most from the from the equation. Uh, who? Where do they find these people? And so I came across this other thing here while I was uh, fooling around here in between commercials. I just wanted to, I just wanted to see what kind of money is spent on, um, on uh, public broadcasting in the United States. And I, uh, I didn't find the actual number because I came across this thing written by somebody named Michael J. Corin for uh, Quartz Q U A R T Z. And he's the Climate and Emerging Industries Editor at Quartz, whatever that means. But he is lamenting the fact, uh, and I, didn't, I wasn't aware of this till five minutes ago, but public funding for public broadcasters by country, this is back in 2014, so I'm sure it's about the same now. But you only have to pay $3. Every, every person in America pays three dollars for public broadcasting well that's way down the bottom of the list of countries around the world uh norway it's 180 dollars a year per person uh switzerland it's 179 uh germany 143 and it goes down and even canada which has uh, the cbc which is a pathetic joke uh it's 29 dollars a year but united states we pay three dollars a year for public broadcasting. And you know what? We're getting robbed. <laughs> it's We're getting cheated. It stinks, okay? And uh, a country that's uh, supposed to be about limited government and uh, freedom of speech and everything that we all know that the United States is supposed to be about shouldn't have anything resembling public broadcasting unless it's broadcasting information to save you from a tornado that's coming down your street. That's a little different. But if it's to have idiots like this Michelle Martin doing softball interviews with liberals and either never having a conservative on or when she does, I'm sure, uh, trashing them and, and, and really asking them tough questions. So $3 a year I pay for um, for public broadcasting. So... Let's say I've been an adult now for 50 years. Uh, they owe me 150 bucks. That's all I'm saying. I, mean, I, get, I want my money back. I've been cheated. So then there's this um, I wanted to get to, and this was a couple of days ago. Maybe you've seen this. This person is uh, a, a professor, a law professor at the University of California, Berkeley. Her name is Kiara Bridges, and she was uh, being interviewed – um, by Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, at a Senate hearing, and um, it went something like this. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? 
many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important Because of my line of questioning? Because so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can get <laughs> So you pregnant. are denying that trans people exist? Thank and that leads to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're, allowed to they're at opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Uh, there's some serious arrogance going on there on the part of Kiara Bridges. But uh, think about having... Uh, Spent, I don't know, if you're out of state, it's like $40,000 a year to go there for tuition. So it would cost you $50,000 a year to send your kid there to uh, learn that stuff. And if you were going to law school, I guess you'd be taught by her. She's the um, she's the author of a book, uh, Kiara Bridges. If you want to pick this up on your way home tonight, you might want to see if you can find it. Uh, Reproducing Race, an Ethnography of pregnancy as a site of racializa- racialization. That sounds like some good reading for the weekend. Pick that one up. Reproducing race, an eth- ethnography of pregnancy as a site of racialization. And in the book, according to uh, what I looked up on the book, it argues that race and class largely affect the prenatal, childbirth, and postnatal experiences of people with the capacity for pregnancy <laughs> these are I, I seriously I this stuff just is so insane I, I there's got to be a where was the point in history that this happened I, I think I'm gonna try to find I, no I'm not we take it's too much work and I'm not doing it what I was gonna say is at some point there was a point when someone saying what she said in that interview, the the questioning from Josh Hawley, there was a point not that long ago when her answers would have considered, would have been considered the ramblings of a completely insane person. They they would have said, what? What what is a a person with the capacity for pregnancy? What do you mean men can be pregnant, can get pregnant? This is a law professor at Berkeley. And she says that in front of a U.S. senator, I think it was on C-SPAN, so it was on national TV. At some point, there was, uh, there was, a, there was a, some, something happened. I don't know if it was like five years ago, ten years ago. It's been very recently. I think it's much less than ten, and it may even be less than five. Where is the line of demarcation? where a college professor could get away with with spewing that kind of nonsense in response to a question from a US senator and 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 not be laughed out of the room and just immediately dismissed and say next next witness thank you very much ma'am thanks for coming in we'll see you instead she accuses of uh, the senator of being transphobic, and there are people in the media who, and if you go and look uh, about how this story was covered, the headlines will say, California, University of California professor uh, accuses Josh Hawley of being transphobic. That's the lead. That They, they think that's the, the big news there, that she was able to catch him being transphobic because he didn't say yes 
when he was asked by her, and she's supposed to be, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be answering the questions in that situation, not asking them. But anyway, she asked the question, do you think men can get pregnant? First of all, when did, when did that become a question that somebody could ask with a straight face? I'm serious about this because I, I, I know it's been recently. Are, they, are historians going to look back like 50 years from now and say, this first started happening right around 2017 when so-and-so said to so-and-so that men can get pregnant and that kind of – then it mushroomed. I mean, there's, there's got to be some kind of a source for this. It's just total and complete insanity, and it's mainstream now. But again – uh, if you're if you're riding by a Barnes and Noble, the book is reproducing race and ethnography of pregnancy as a site of racialization. That sounds like some fun reading for the weekend. Pick up, pick that up, and get back to me on Monday and tell me how it went for you. I'll be right back. Today, the majority of children have already been exposed to pornography by age 11. Even though most of this is accidental, this exposure can have disastrous consequences for their mental health and future well-being. If you want to protect your child and set them up to have healthy relationships, you need Canopy. Canopy is the most effective technology on the planet for blocking pornography. Canopy's app uses artificial intelligence to identify and filter explicit content on every website. It can do this in milliseconds and is 99.9% accurate. While other apps block entire pages, Canopy is the only tool that filters within websites, plucking out explicit images and videos before they appear. Its image scanning technology also prevents users from taking and sending sexts. The Internet is awash in pornography, but your kids don't have to see it. Head on over to canopy.us forward slash protect to start your 30-day free trial. Enter the promo code PROTECT and get 15% off the regular price for life. My Pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. This is John Stoggerwald. We've all helped build My Pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but now it's only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back to the available gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. 
Then I heard about Dinovite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Get 10% off your next order of Dinovite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dinovite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dinovite. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, finishing up here with some insanity, uh, there's some good news here for you. Uh, Victoria's Secret, you know, the, the company that makes women's lingerie, uh, it, I guess it's in the toilet right now. Um, and here's the thing. This, this is the company that made, I guess, I'm guessing they were on a long time, made lots and lots of money selling um, skimpy lingerie for women, and it was sexy stuff, and they had beautiful models uh, using uh, using they used beautiful models to sell it well not too long ago a couple years ago they decided they were going to go woke and they started uh, hiring overweight models and they even hired a man to be uh, a Victoria's Secret model it was a transgender uh, woman man I, I forget how that works he's a transgender woman which means he was a man and still is a man as far as I'm concerned but um so they're going broke after uh, after they decided to do that. A story here: they are laying off. Um, uh, see, a hundred and I feel bad for the people losing their jobs, but nobody should be surprised. They are lose. They're, they're laying off like a hundred and forty management people. They're laying off people all over the place. Um, yeah, the products uh, are now. I guess I don't know who they're selling them to. Uh, it's not. If it's it's if it's um, people with the capacity to be pregnant, I don't know. I I, I really don't know, but um, they are in trouble, and that's a good thing because they're getting what they deserve uh, instead of leaving well enough alone. You know, there are a lot of companies out there who did this. Uh, remember when Gillette? We did a big thing on this show here. I was early on uh, when I started doing the show four years ago. I think it was right or not long after that. Uh, Gillette, I forget what the ads were, but um, it might have been a transgen- a guy with a transgender son who wanted to become a, a, a son who decided he wanted to be a girl, and, and they, they promoted that. Instead of just selling razor blades, you know, and uh, their stock went in the toilet too. I don't know if it recovered, but I, I think those commercials <laughs> disappeared pretty quickly which is uh, what they should have done. And speaking of disappearing quickly, that's what I'm going to do right now. I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.